Are you a single mom who worries that you're messing up your kids? Do you feel like life is a constant struggle? Do you have big dreams and know that you were meant for more, but in your day-to-day life, you feel like you just don't have enough time to move forward with what you want? If this is you, I'm so glad you're here. I'm Jordan Rios, author, life coach, blogger, overcomer, and single mom of seven kids. This is the Thriving Single Moms Podcast. of the Thriving Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rios, and this is the second episode of 2024, and I'm so excited to be going into this amazing new year with all of you, and I'd like to know what your new year goals are. I'm going to tell you some of mine, but not today. That's going to be another topic for a soon-to-be upcoming podcast. Today, I want to reflect on 2023, and even though this podcast is airing on January 8th, 2023, I still am in reflection mode. I'm still, 2023 was a massive year for me, a a year of a lot of ups and a year of a lot of deep downs. And I'm going to share all of it. And I'm going to share as much, I'm not sure exactly how deep I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with it and see how deep it feels good to go. And um, a lot of these things I'm sharing today, I have literally never, ever shared before. And so I just can't wait to do- go there with you today. Um, another thing I want to share before I get into my reflections is that I am doing something a little different with the podcast now. So in 2023, I kind of stuck to the pattern of doing one episode every Friday. And it was a mix of interviews with other people and solo episodes. So from week to week, you never knew what you were going to get, What if you were going to get a solo episode or a really empowering interview with a lot of cool stuff. And this year I want to do a mix of both and I'm shifting from doing one episode per week to doing two episodes per week. So that's going to be exciting. This this is the first week of that. So the way this is going to work is on Mondays in 2024, I'm going to do a solo episode where I'm going to give you some really amazing beneficial content for you as a single mom. And on Fridays, I'm going to interview another expert. And so you're going to get a solo episode and an interview every single week in 2024. I'm so excited. I've just fallen in love with podcasting. It has been such an amazing way to connect with people and to just, and to serve, serve my audience. So the way I'm going to, now I'm going to get into my reflections and the way I'm going to do this, I've kind of jotted down a few notes And I'm just going to do this chronologically, like from the beginning of the year until the end of the year, which was last month. And I just, I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm not going to lie because this is some vulnerable stuff that I'm going to get into today. And um, so, yeah, let me just dive in. At the the end of this podcast, I'm going to have a little, another announcement. So stay tuned till the end because it's going to be a super cool one. But I don't want to get into that because I've been talking for like the last couple minutes about like the reflection. I'm ready to get into that right now. So starting in January, in January of 2023, one year ago, I was living in Tennessee. I was still with my ex. I was raising my six children who are all elementary school and younger. My I was miserable. I was teaching English language learners in eighth grade at a middle school. 
which it was my ninth year of teaching, my first year teaching middle school. It was very hard. And well, what was even harder was my home life. Work often felt like a break. Can you imagine that? Like going to teach 14-year-olds English felt like a break from my home life, from having six kids and my marriage. And so, um, you know, the year before, I was still reeling and still trying to recover from what had happened to me in September of 2023, which is also some September 2022, sorry. The year before in 2022 in September, I'd suffered my first and only miscarriage. This is something I have never shared publicly. Very few people, even in my personal circle, even know that I had a miscarriage. But I did. I didn't have time to grieve it. I was dealing with a lot of trauma. Um, I tried to leave my marriage at that point in time in the fall of 2022. But because I had this miscarriage and some other things that happened, it just didn't work out. And so I'm dealing with a lot of trauma in January of 2023, one year ago. And I just, I'm just trying to survive from one day to the next, from one moment to the next. I was a mess. My life was a mess. My house was a mess. My car was a mess. My emotions were a mess. My kids were a mess. Everything was a disaster. And this was not just a season of things being really complicated and weird. This had been going on for a decade. So I was, I had been in fight or flight mode for, for an entire decade. Um, so that was, yeah, that's where I started the year. In February, on February 15th, I found out that I was pregnant again with baby number seven. I was devastated, honestly. And it's a weird thing for a woman when she knows she loves kids and she wants kids and she wants to be a good mom. And then you have an unwanted pregnancy test. It's it's crazy. It's really crazy because you you have a you have a weird mix of guilt because you feel bad about it but then also you worry and then part of you is thankful to have another child because you're always thankful for another child but it's just it's not total like excitement and glee and it was really hard you know and obviously the things going on made it hard um not to mention the things that my husband and I were fighting over at the time what we had been fighting over our entire marriage was his addiction to gambling and our finances were really bad. We could not afford to have another child, but here we were. And, you know, I'd become very codependent in that marriage. Fast forward to March, things got a lot worse really, really fast. Um, Because of his addiction to gambling, we had gotten way behind on our rent and we got evicted from our home. And we became homeless for a short time. And that time when we were in between places, living somewhere that was not suitable for our family was a wake-up call for me. And I finally, April was just a blur. I'm not even going to go there. Um, Finally in May, I made the decision to finally, once and for all, leave my marriage. That was my wake-up call. And so I left my marriage. We had nowhere to go. I didn't know, I didn't have a backup plan. I just left. And thankfully, some friends helped me while I was in between and at the end of May, I was able to move to Florida. And I chose to move to Florida from Tennessee because my family all lives in Florida. If I was going to be on my own as a single mom, I needed to be as close to family as I could, have as much help as I could. I also needed to get away from the situation that I was leaving in my marriage. And so 
that the way that all worked out was really powerful when I decided like I said when I decided to leave I had nowhere to go I had nothing I left with just my clothes and then once I came to Florida literally everything fell into place everything shifted I shifted um all my needs were met and my kids you know divorce is hard on kids separation is hard on kids it's not I'm not I mean it's not a lie and my kids did have a very hard time coming down here and leaving their dad behind and they did not understand my reasons for leaving but I still had to do the right thing anyway I still had to get out anyway and if you're a single mom you know exactly and this podcast is for single moms I assume everyone listening is a single mom you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have left a marriage or a relationship, you know that's not an easy thing. That's why it takes the average woman leaving an abusive relationship seven times of trying to leave until she actually leaves. So, and, you know, I'm not sure exactly how many times I tried to leave before I did make my final break, but it was more than once. And then I ended up, we ended up getting back together. Um... My only regret is that I didn't get out sooner. But at the same time, that's not a true regret because I now have another child. And if I had gotten out sooner, I wouldn't have him. So, you know, I've forgiven myself and I've forgiven him. And I'm in the process still of healing from all that trauma. But this is this is such a a conglomeration of emotions. It's such a mixed experience. And, you know, that's how, that's how trauma is. That's how life is. But going back to my reflections. So on May 31st, I moved to Florida. On June 5th, I started a new job outside of the field of education doing learning and development at a company. And so that was a really exciting change, a slight increase in income and you know, living in my, living on my own for the first time as a single mom. And it, I felt, it honestly felt from the very beginning, like I had been fighting for my life, drowning underwater. And I'd finally come up for my first breath of air. And I knew from that point on that everything was going to be okay. That's how I would describe that transition. Yes, it was hard. Yes, my kids had a lot of needs. Yes, I was still grieving. But I knew that I had hit rock bottom. And from there, I could only go up. And so I rode that momentum. I decided from that point on that I was going to create my own life. This was a special season, not just for me, but also for my family, for my kids, because I could do things the way I wanted to do things. I did not have to ask anyone's permission to create anything. So I was going all out. I was going all in. I was diving in. I was creating my life that I wanted to live, and I'm still doing it. That was six months ago, seven months ago. I'm still doing it now. I'm still giving it my all, and it has been the best thing ever. So now we're transitioning from the first half of the year, which was really, really bad, and finally, like a big, terrible thunderstorm that never ended. Then finally it ended, and the sun came out. So let's go there. So this is getting into the better stuff. So, um, I started my new job also in June. I just felt like this incredible urge to go back into coaching. So just for some background, I had started my coaching business, um, started doing a little bit, not really business, but just doing coaching here and there some back in 2020 and creating courses. Now I've done several different types of courses. I've taught Spanish, 
I've um, taught time management, you know, I've taught several different things. And so I really felt like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm called to reach other single moms, even though I just become a single mom, I did not have a lot of experience teaching single moms, but I knew in my heart of hearts, this was a calling. This was not just a career. This was not just a passion. This was a calling and it was divinely inspired. So I said yes. And I started, um, create, I started building my business again. And what that looked like is I, I invested myself. I invested my own personal development by, um, going back into some of my business programs that I'd been in before. And one thing, and I, I started making really big plans for the rest of the year. I started mapping out setting goals and then planning backwards and chunking backwards. Okay, this is, these are things I want to accomplish by the end of the year. And then in 2024, what steps do I need to take now to get there? How long is it going to take me to get there? How long do I have to work every day to get there? And I'm just being very strategic. So I realized I was not going to, I was not going to shrink back. I was, I was done saying this dream is too big for me or I can't do this. I removed the word can't from my vocabulary because I knew that if I could get out of that relationship and move myself down here and be a single mom to six kids while pregnant and function that way, I knew the sky was the limit that I could accomplish anything. Because let me tell you, single moms are badasses. Single, we single moms, we are, um, we are an amazing breed of people. We are. And I never, I never want you to forget that. I want you to remember that about yourself. And so I started making all these wonderful passion plans these projects these passion projects that I wanted to pursue in my calling to serve single moms and I knew that I would not be able to do it by myself so before I even started making any money in my business I hired someone and that sounds crazy but I did it and it was a good decision and it was just something that I knew there's no way in the world I'm going to be able to move anywhere closer to my goals if I'm doing this all myself. I need to delegate. So on July 5th, I hired my first virtual assistant and her name is Amiko and she is absolutely wonderful. Uh, she doesn't even know I'm mentioning her mentioning her in this episode. So if you're listening, Amiko, congratulations, you get a cameo. <laughs> I love Amiko. She is still with me. We just celebrated six months of her working for me. And she's just wonderful and she's so knowledgeable and she has helped me in every way to get to where I am right now. And so that was just a huge, big step, a huge risk. But, you know, I've become a risk taker and I absolutely love it. I went from fear and depression to like just crushing it and doing the things that I want to do it wasn't quickly. It was, it was excruciating, but seriously, in less than six months, it was a big turnaround. I'm proud of myself. And like, you know, I'm always going to toot my own horn and I encourage other people to, to toot their own horn horns. I give them permission to do that. That's me. If I'm not a cup of tea, just move on. Then the next thing is that I also shortly after that, in late July, early August, not exactly sure the date, but I started the Thriving Single Moms podcast. Originally, it was called High Vibe Mompreneurs because I was reaching out to all moms who were business people, but eventually, I niched down even further and started talking just to single moms. So, here we are on episode 18, 
and still going strong and I'm just loving it. We're right at we're just under 500 downloads at this point. So, let's keep it going. Share this podcast, subscribe, leave reviews. Yeah, do all those things. So, yeah. And so um I also in August started writing my book, which I just finished. The book is called The Thriving Single Mom. So, same as the podcast. The podcast is called Thriving Single Moms. The book is called The Thriving Single Mom, Dismantling the Myth that Single Moms Can't Live a Life of Their Wildest Dreams by Jordan Rios. So my book is going to be available on Amazon and in bookstores on February 8th, 2024. So one month from the day this episode releases on January 8th, in one month, my book will be available for purchase. Um, I am going to create a pre-sale. The pre-sale is not on yet, but when I get that, I will include, I will go back into this episode and add the link to the show notes for the, so that you can pre-order my book. It's only, pre-order the ebook if you choose to. If you choose to order the print book, that will not be available until the actual publication date of February 8th. You can get on Amazon. So there's my plug right there for my book that I just finished. And, but I started writing that book in August. I finished it at the beginning of January and it's going to be published in February. I'm so excited. This is actually my second book because I had published another book in 2021. It was called Mommy Needs a Moment. It was a children's book that I wrote and illustrated. I'm actually going to redo the illustrations in that book and publish a second edition at some point in the future. I'm not sure when, but this is my first like adult book and it's kind of a cross between memoir and self-help. It's a lot of memoir, a little bit of self-help. And basically everything I'm talking about in this episode, I go really, really deep in the book. So consider this episode kind of like a Cliff Notes version of my book. And I encourage you to read the book. The books, I have to say, I did a good job on this. It's awesome. So yeah, there you go. So October, September, October, November kind of felt like a blur because there was nothing super super intense that happened during those months. It was just a lot of, you know, getting settled into our rhythms. It was getting settled into life here in Florida. It was the kids starting school at a new school and all the struggles of that and making new friends and me supporting them and still building my business and releasing episodes of the podcast and um, doing all those things, working with my assistant Amiko. And it was, you know, I was also getting into my third trimester at that point. So things were getting a little uncomfortable in my body and I was getting ready to meet my baby. Which leads me to November. In November, my seventh child, my tiebreaker after three boys and three girls, Hezekiah, my little boy, was born. And it was just the most amazing birth experience. My first time giving birth as a single mom, my last baby. And it was so cool. It was also my sixth VBAC, which if you don't know what a VBAC is, it's vaginal birth after cesarean. So I had a C-section with my oldest daughter. And then everyone after that was um, a vaginal birth, which is a little bit riskier, but it was so empowering. And I did it with no pain meds. Also the, the sixth time I've done natural childbirth. So amazing. First time giving birth in Florida. And one really cool thing that happened when he was born. So when I was in labor, kind of far into labor. I was chatting with my midwife between contractions and it was at the hospital, 
But I told her, I said, it would be so cool if the baby was born on call. And if you don't know what on call means, on call is spelled E-N-C-A-U-L. It's a French word. And it means a baby's born with their amniotic sac intact. Like the mom's water never breaks. The baby's born inside the amniotic sac. I'm a big birth nerd. And I've seen so many pictures of on call births on social media. And I always thought that would be so cool to have an on call birth. So I told her, I said, that would be so cool if this baby was born on call. On call births are rare. They're one in every 80,000 births. No one who was attending my birth, my my midwife or my nurses had ever seen an on call birth. Well, guess what? When I pushed him, he was born on call. It was so cool. Like I literally was like, that would be so cool. And then boom, God gave it to me. I literally just spoke it into existence. And so Hezekiah is now six weeks old. He's wonderful. He is beautiful. He's getting chubbier since he was first born. And his siblings love him. He is sleeping longer stretches at night, which is really nice. And I am just loving, loving, loving my life. In December, you know, I was recovering from having a baby. We were opening Christmas presents. We were enjoying the kids being at home from school on winter break. So here I am in 2024. I am doing better than I have ever been in my entire life. I really feel like I am living in a dream. And to think one year ago where I was and where I am now, let that be an encouragement to you that if you're in a dark place right now, Things can change so fast and you will look back and you will say to yourself, how did that even happen? This is amazing. It won't matter anymore. I mean, it will matter because it's part of your story, but sometimes those hard, difficult things in your story can be the very thing that brings you so much joy later on because, you know, I'm called to reach single moms. I had to become a single mom to reach single moms and it gives me so much joy. And I love, it's so much better being, I tell people this all the time, it's so much better being a single parent and happy than it is being a married parent in an abusive relationship. So I'm just going to stop right there because that was my reflection on 2023. I could say a lot more, but I actually say a lot more in my book. So buy my book, <laughs> buy the ebook, buy the paperback, you know, get my book and read it. I mean, once I get the pre-sale, I'll put that link in the show notes so that you can pre-order it. If you're listening to this after February 8th, my book will already be out. And I'll go back and include that link in the show notes once that link is where you can buy it live. So I'm so excited about 2024. I'm not going to go into what 2024 is going to look like. Um, I may in a future podcast episode. I probably will. At least in some detail. Not, not in too much detail because I also want to leave some surprises for you guys you know I'm I love surprises I'm full of surprises so yeah um I'm gonna end this episode and I hope that you have a wonderful month of January and I look forward to um posting the new interview this Friday and then also going live here every Monday or not live recording every Monday of a solo episode. So I hope you have a great week. Talk soon. Thanks for listening. If this episode has been impactful and meaningful to you, would you please leave me an honest review on whatever platform you're listening on? These reviews help me to reach even more single moms and I take the time to read every single one. 
Thank you. And as always, choose your destiny and live it.